Man, good morning. Good morning. That's, that's we got to do that like every Sunday. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, uh, thank you. Let's give them one more hand, Jocelyn and Alex. <laughs> Truly, that's 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 amazing to hear. I, I really have. Wow, that's a spirit at work. I didn't share my notes with them, right? We talked, but I didn't share my notes with them. I feel like I can say less now. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's let's go to God real quick. Let's go to God. Let's pray together. Amen. Let's pray. Father, our Father, we come before you today, and we are so excited, God. It's a holiday, um, and that can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people in here. We recognize that, God, and we come before you. God, we, we, we come before you in one heart and one mind to worship you, to ask you what is freedom to ask you what does that mean for our lives god we love you and we thank you for being our mighty amazing creator we thank you for being our redeemer and bringing us out of that slavery to sin show us the way god we love you it's in jesus name we pray amen amen Amen. oh man this is awesome so okay Okay, I'm going to go ahead and move on with that. I'm like, man, I, I really just feel like you guys hit the, the nail on the head. It really did. Um, we, we just finished up, and I kind of said last week, um, our series on mission is never ending. That series will never end, okay? So you don't put that notebook in the drawer or whatever you normally do after a sermon series, because it's never ending. It's a way of living, all right? And we're, and we're going to be moving into another topic talking about um, inviting people into the gospel and how Jesus did that, right? How Jesus invited people into the gospel, the invitation. And what, is it, what did he invite people into? He didn't just invite people to synagogue. Oh, oh, he invited them to healing, peace, restoration with God, restoration with their neighbor. So much more. I think it's going to be a good, good series for us. Um, so we're kind of in between right now. We're in between. And really, 4th of July on a Sunday every seven years, how often do we get this opportunity, right? And what's the number one word that popped in, at least into my head, what popped up into your head on the 4th of July? Freedom. Someone didn't say fireworks. Thank you. <laughs> no. Freedom. No, freedom. That's the word that popped into my head as well. Freedom. I'm like, the Bible talks about freedom, Right? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about freedom on a Sunday. I, I imagine there's millions of churches right now with a very similar topic. But let's let God speak to our hearts, to our souls okay. this morning. Amen? Amen? Awesome. We're going to read two different passages. We're going to read some words of Jesus um, in, in John 8. So if you kind of want to, I don't know, put a finger in two spots here in your Bible, we're going to flip between today. John 8. And then Galatians 5. Uh, we have Paul talking to the, the churches in Galatia and in the area, and um, he talks about freedom as well. Actually, he says a lot of the same things Jesus says. We're going to connect these passages. We're going to connect them together, right? Freedom in Christ. You want to handle? Yeah, come on. Freedom in Christ. Okay. The world. Let me let me let me give you the the handle handles. The handles on the handle. Okay. What are we what what are we freed from? And what are we freed for? Okay. What from and what for? Okay? There you go. 
So really the question is here is what did Jesus set us free from? And why? Why? Could you answer that? Right? Your kid comes up to you. Ren's at the age. She's almost four. And she asks the most random question at the most random of times. And it catches me off guard. Especially when it comes to God. I'm like, this is such a genuine question. But what do I say? How do I, how do I say it in a way that makes sense? Does it make sense to me? Do I understand? Right? Ouch. Yeah. Yeah. What did Jesus save us from? And what for? You know... I think you do know um, the world is really enveloped in sin and darkness. Sin and darkness. Um, you know what's crazy, and I might come back to this later, as I was, I woke up early to drive to pray to kind of go through the message, and I pulled up to this spot next to Keeper of the Plains. I'm like, I can see the river, I can chill in my car. And I pulled up, and there's these people down from me, um, and... I'm going to try to keep this PG. I think they had been out and had not gone home yet. With me? Very loud. From yelling at one another to laughing together. Repeatedly, over and over. I'm like, this is kind of a, why did I choose here to park? (laughs) What's going on? And there's like this feeling, uh, the feeling that just was like, like, still, stay here. Don't leave. I wanted to leave, but I stayed. Okay? And, um... Man, and I, I'll come back to that story in a little bit just to maybe confess and give an example. But <laughs> we live in a world of sin and darkness. Right. It's around us, right? It's around us. We live in it. We work in it, right? All of it. We go to school in it. Um, you know, the world of sin and darkness enslaves people. Uh, that's, I'm, I'm so glad Jocelyn used that terminology because we're going to talk about that this morning. It enslaves people keeping them from living as God created them to live, to be as God intended them to be. Amen? God is our creator, redeemer. He is our creator, redeemer. And we are created and redeemed through Jesus to be free for him. Let's break this down, okay? Ready to break it down? Let's talk about it. What from? What are we freed from? You know... If we don't understand what we've been freed from, you know how likely you probably are to go back to it? Very. I think there's even a warning to the early church to like be careful that when you're helping people deal with their sin, you don't get pulled into it. How easy is it for me, I'm, I'm sure for you, to just get pulled into things? The temptation is there. You know, if we are aware of what we've been freed from, that's dangerous. Amen? It's dangerous. You know, let's go to John 8. John 8, I said to to put your finger there. Uh, We're going to look at verse 31. Uh, Man, okay. You guys know my struggle, um, the context. I always want to back up and look at the bigger context. There's a lot of context to look at here. So um, I'll do my best. I've done my work of handling the word of truth, right? Amen? You do the same. Be a Berean. Do the same. Go go read this in context. Go go look at some study notes. Go look at some commentary. Whatever you've got to do to get a fuller understanding. Amen? Because some of these passages can be taken out of context in a, in a, in a bad way. Amen? All right. Starting in verse uh, uh, 31. To the Jews who had believed him, 
Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, if you hold my words, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, we're Abraham's descendants, and we've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. For if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Indeed. Let's break this down a little bit. You know, we have to remember, yes, okay, yeah, Sunday school, anybody that wants to, like, how to get the most out of your Bible study class? Are you getting flashbacks, maybe? Okay, what does this word, what does the word slave mean? I, I would like to propose this. In, in terms of this passage in context, uh, think of it as a bond servant. Someone who chooses to be enslaved, right? You're in a situation and you make a decision where I, 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 need, I need to have room and board or whatever it is, uh, indentured servitude, whatever term you want to use, a bond servant. So connect this idea here, a bond servant, someone who willingly puts themselves into a position of slavery, of servitude. Okay, are you with me? (laughs) We can at times be victims of sin, but I think more often than not, we willingly decide that. We don't just say, man, like, it just took the keys and started driving. We gave him the keys. We moved over to the passenger seat and said, all right, sin, go for it. You know what I mean? I feel that. I feel that deeply. We willingly enslave ourselves to sin. Why? Why? You know, Jesus' words, this is what he said, if you hold to my words, if you hold to my teaching, right, it's going to guide you out of that. It's going to give you a path. Why do you think they called this the way? That's what it was called. Remember in Acts where reading says the way? This is the the way out. That's how you get out of this kind of living, being enslaved to sin, if we choose to follow. What were you enslaved to before you encountered Jesus? I'm sure we know, right? I'm sure we know. Are we too easy to forget? Now I know, I know God forgives our sins and he forgets it no more. Amen? Amen? But why? Why do we need to think about this? Why is this an important aspect? It keeps us empathetic towards other people who have similar struggles. Right? Right? We're not talking about shame. We're not talking about shame. Right? But it helps us to be aware. It also helps us to be aware from getting back into that same sin. What have you been freed from? And praise God because of it. Amen? Amen. Ask yourself this question, too. Where would you be now if you hadn't followed Jesus' teaching? Where would you be now if you hadn't? If you weren't freed from that way of living? I've thought about that. Have you ever thought about that? I don't like thinking about it. Very, very sad. Very sad. Um, yeah, I don't have to look far. I can, I can look at, you know, um, people I know that have had similar struggles. Relatives. Family history. It's not pretty. 
I don't know what it is for you. I, I'm willing to bet it's not pretty. You know, a gospel centered only on this aspect of looking at what we've been freed from and always being kind of centered on like, okay, I don't want to go back to it. That's an incomplete gospel. Amen. So this is why I have the second handle. What have we been freed for? Okay. All right. They go together. You need both of these pieces here. Jesus came to free us for something, right? He came to free us for something. He would heal someone and then he would say, come follow me, right? So what have we been freed for? Turn to Galatians 5. Yes, freedom. This is no William Wallace sermon. All right. Jesus freed us from enslavement to sin for a purpose. Here in Galatians 5, oh man, this is, this is the one I really struggled with. Like, how far can I back up? Do yourself a favor. Read Galatians 5. Uh, Read Galatians 4 and 5. Amen? Uh, You know what I mean? Just read Galatians. It'll take you 20 minutes. 20 minutes. You got 20 minutes. Just think of it like a podcast. All right. All right. Here we go. Verse 13. You... My brothers and sisters were called to be free. Who called them to be free? Oh, yeah, Jesus and John 8. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. What have we been free for? If you had to put it into your own words right now, what have we been freed for? Say it louder, please. To love others. Is this not what we spent 12 weeks talking about on mission? (laughs) Being a blessing to everyone around us, in the church, out of the church, above the church, below the whatever, I don't know. (laughs) To be a blessing. To love others. It seems like no matter what we look at, what theme, what book, Whatever angle we're looking at scripture, I feel like we arrive at the same point. Love one another. Love one another. It all just funnels down back to this. What have we been freed for? To love one another. It's interesting to live in a culture where we love to use freedom. Right? Man, I don't know about you. I teach American history for a living I'm so sick of that word. No, don't get me wrong, because let's keep this in mind. Remember when I said this means a lot of different things to a lot of different people? It has. We have people in our midst who have put their lives on the line for this country. We have people in our midst who have been hurt by a lack of freedom in this country. We need a biblical definition of this word. We need to go to God. We need to go to Jesus. Amen. We've been free to love one another. I don't think we get that definition in the world. In a textbook, I've never read it. I don't think so. That's why we got to go to God. Galatians here, we know it's connecting to John 8. It's like, it's like Paul knew the story of Jesus? What? He's connecting. It's just a hyperlink right there. That freedom language, that slavery language, he's reusing that. He's building on it. You were called. He's talking about Jesus calling them to be free. 
Don't use this freedom as an opportunity. That, that's a military term that means don't abuse your position. You've been freed. You can see now. Like, imagine the Matrix, right? When Keanu Reeves, uh, Neo, uh, imagine if he took that pill and he had his eyes open, he was freed, and he's like, all right, Neo, we need you to save Zion. He's like, nope, I'm just going to go have fun. Can you imagine that trilogy? Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, yeah, now I know. Now I can exploit this. Now I can work it. What about what about us? What are we using our freedom for? We've been freed, but for a purpose. To love and to bless people around us. You know, I, I told you my escapade this morning, right? I was by the river, by the keeper of the plains. I'm just trying to pray. I'm just trying to focus on the message. And I'm hearing this conversation of people and not in their sober minds. And then I have this thought come into my head. Why don't you, in the safety of your car, pull up? Why don't you pull up and just give them a nice gesture? Like, are you guys okay? Do you want some coffee? I was literally going to go offer to get coffee from like Quick Trip. Something. Just reach out. Make a connection. But I was afraid. They're not in their right minds. What if I get shot or stabbed? What if I get yelled at? Now, now I get pulled into it. What am I using my freedom in Christ for? I don't think our freedom in Christ is there for us to just continue to live comfortable lives, to continue to abide by this law of survival. And I caught myself doing that this morning. It's sneaky. It's subtle, the way we do it. It's not always overt, right? It's not always overt. Those are the easy ones. We can call those people out pretty quick. But it's the subtleties, those moments that we have. Amen. We aren't freed from enslavement to sin just to serve our own flesh, just to look out for our own flesh. That typically, that pattern typically leads us back into sin anyways, amen? Selfishness, greed. Paul's repeating Jesus here, love your neighbor. And and Jesus is going back to Leviticus, love your neighbor. Has this not been the dialogue all along? Love your neighbor. Let's go to page one of the Bible. 127. Chapter 1, verse 27 of Genesis. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. God's purpose in creating us is to bear his image. That word image is idol. I think we've talked about this a few times, but just in case you haven't heard just as the other countries would have their little wooden idols or metal idols and they would worship them, the word used here is the same. It's idol. We are like little images of God. We are, we are created to be like him, to reflect him. What are you using your freedom for? Are you reflecting on, are, are, you, are you focusing on reflecting God's image? Or are you trying to project your own? The pull to use freedom from sin to make a name for ourselves is real, isn't it? 
It's, it's real. Let's use our freedom like Jesus did. Let's use our freedom like Jesus did. <clears throat> if you got time later, you should check out this song. I, I love this song. It's a really good one. Um, it's called Love Like Jesus. It's literally a song called Love Like Jesus by a guy named Hyperfin. It's a really good song. But better yet, let's read a passage real quick as we move into our time of communion. Amen. I'm not going to sing it for you. Don't lie to me. You know you don't want that. <laughs> you know you don't want that. All right, John 15. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, yeah, are you sure? Okay, that's fine. All right, verse 12. John 15. Oh, man, context. Verse 12. Read John 15 this week. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. If you, or I'm sorry, you are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I've made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Just in case you didn't hear this, love each other. Jesus' love. As we move into our time of communion, we're going to listen to an awesome song. It's not the one I talked about. We're going to listen to a song, and we're going to commune together as a community. Let's think about this. Let's think about Jesus' love, being freed from the way we live to love like Jesus did. Jesus' love sacrifices. Jesus' love brings knowledge of truth. Jesus' love befriends. Jesus' love bears fruit. And Jesus' love bears joy. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for freedom. Thank you that we are freed from the enslavement and entanglement of sin and darkness. Thank you for being the light of the world. And as we, as we go about our day, as we're barbecuing, as we're watching whatever on TV, as we're watching fireworks, help us to think about you, you as the light of the world. Help us to think about you, the one that gives us freedom. God, help us to use our freedom in the ways in which you've intended and not ourselves. Use your Holy Spirit. God, we pray. Holy Spirit, we pray to show us a way. Show us in each of our hearts individually and show us together, God, as your people collectively. It's in Jesus' sweet name we pray. Amen.